Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Are you a horny ghost? Are you a ghost that can't get laid because people are impermeable? Is impermeable the right word for that? That's neither here nor there. Here at Horny Ghost, we have just the solution for you. Just because you can't fuck a real person doesn't mean you can't get off. Stick your ghost dick in our fake people. Or get your ghost pussy wet with our fake imagery of people to look at. Ghost po- <laughs> Go- <laughs> Horny Ghost. The horniest ghost company in the world. Uh, the Danny Palmer Show is also brought to you by Jizz Hut. Jizz Hut, give it a shot. Are you tired of getting stuck on YouPorn and Pornhub? Wondering if there's something else out there? Something with lower quality graphics and a lower selection? Well, you've come to the right place. Here at Jizz Hut, we know exactly what you're looking for. And if someone catches you, they'll know exactly what you're doing when they see the name of our site, Jizz Hut. What's up, Jids? Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. I'm sorry for the commercialization. I feel badly, but look, somebody's got to fucking pay the light bill around here. And uh, it's going to be Horny Ghost Company. It's more of a brothel that I'm supporting, that I'm allowing to advertise on my show, as well as Jizz Hut. Jizz Hut has the deeper pockets than Horny Ghost, so I've accepted their uh, <laughs> their terms. <laughs> Should I just turn this fr- the Fun Friday pod into a series of random commercials? I think that could be the fucking move, dude. Is that the fucking move, kid? I received uh, some direct, f- direct feedback, some feedback from the episode that aired this past this week on Wednesday with uh, Caroline Haynes. She's funny and great. I really enjoy talking to her. I was watching some of the video. I guess that's kind of creepy to, to say that. But I, I have the video of our conversation. And I was looking back on a couple minutes of it tonight. Just be like, oh, yeah, that, that, seemed, that was a pretty good conversation. She's funny. She's cool. She's smart. She's well-traveled. She made fun of me. It's like all the good things that, that people like in a guest, you know? And uh, my friend Jared was saying that she was talking about eating ass in high school. And he was like, if that's going to be the anchor of her act. And then she was, took offense at that. She's like, that's not the anchor of my act. Fucking dipshit. So Jared, Caroline doesn't like you. <laughs> Thanks for listening in. We both hate you. <laughs> Last week, I was talking about how long the fun Friday pod should be ideally. And I feel like 20 minutes is decent. You know, it's like, how long do you want to listen to my fucking bullshit, dude? Not that long. You know, <laughs> 30 minutes seems excessive, but sometimes I do have like 30 minutes around 30 minutes of content. And, uh, one of my listeners said, 30 feels like a good pacing. And if you freestyle after 30, you can model it as an after show vibe, maybe. <laughs> Welcome to the Danny Palmer after show. <laughs> maybe I should do that, dude. I start with like fake. I mean, just just getting real commercials. And then I talk about, you know, regular bullshit. And then at the end, it's like, it's just me like tidying up my apartment after the pod. Just me like loading dishes into a dishwasher for like nine minutes. And then I checked the like listenership numbers. I'm like, dude, it really spiked when I was loading the dishes. People were really like, what's going on? Is something going to happen here? Uh, but I don't know. That does kind of uh, that does kind of sound fun, dude. Should I fucking do that, dude? The after show. <laughs> the after show where I'm just not giving a shit. <laughs> dude, I, every time I get uh, drunk and high in the weekend and I just go home and, and don't hook up with a girl, I like put my headphones in so I don't bother my neighbors. And also because the sound quality is higher in my headphones. And then I have this like a youtube series like playlist that i've created of like fun videos that i like and uh, dude it doesn't take long to go through like 25 videos by the way you know that's like fucking 45 minutes or something 
And I'm like, am I a loser? I've looked at all the, I've watched all these videos like once and now I'm going to start cycling through them again. And I'm like, maybe I should add in some new videos. So I think YouTube has kind of figured out my patterns and they throw stuff at me. Like I found this uh, Pacifica video. It's this band. I guess it's this girl and she's with her friend. They call it Pacifica. I couldn't really find their music on Spotify that much. But anyways, they do a, a cover of Barely Legal by The Strokes. And it's so good. I've watched it like eight times. It just it just makes you feel like happy to be alive when you watch that shit. Um, and then I also watched the Hey Ya video with Outcast. It's so good. And there's one line in it. It goes, Greyhound don't float on water. And then I was like, what the fuck do they mean by that? Greyhound don't float on water. And I could have like watched the video again and like thought about the context of it. But I just looked it up on, on the internet. And someone on the internet was like, you got to think about the context of the video. I guess they go over to London and they're putting all their like, you know, eggs in the basket of like succeeding and then if they don't make it, they don't have enough money to fly back to America. So big boys like Greyhound, Greyhound don't float on water. Like we got to make it so we can fly back. Yeah. Have you? Ever, can you imagine taking a fucking boat across the Atlantic? I mean, there's like the, you know, cliched Titanic story. But like that experience like 80, 100 years ago must have been awful. And also, you know what I think that experience would be like today? Also awful. Ugh. Or like just being on one of those like freighter or tankers. I mean, God love those people, man. They're like hardworking people that really devote their lives to, you know, to that job. And we are, you know, our trade depends on it, but like, dude, that just sounds like so depressing to be on this steamer boat or whatever you call them freighter in the middle of the ocean. It's like, are we like, can we put on some music? Are we just going to be sitting here in pitch blackness all night listening to that engine sound? Can we at least play cards or something? Like, what are we doing guys? Uh, I was listening to Howard Stern talk about... Um, it's funny because he sent... Uh, is it, does it count as content if I just describe other shows' content? <laughs> but this made me laugh really hard this week. They sent uh, a couple people on the show, JD and this guy... Oh, I forget this other guy's name. Um, but they, the one guy would like prank JD and they were on the plane and he took the intercom over from the flight attendants and said... And did like a fake gay marriage proposal to JD... Cause just to embarrass him, because he's like, "Oh, dude, stop doing that!" And the people on the plane, you could hear on the audio recording of it, were like clapping and celebrating and being supportive. And Howard, Howard was like, "Wow, what a left-leaning plane!" <laughs> the idea that a plane full of people could be left-leaning is great, dude. The whole plane. Oh, that's fun. Then I watched this other thing. Uh, it was you two being interviewed on Conan, uh, probably like I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. It's funny because everybody's like, you too. And then you're like, who's in you too? And you're like, Bono. And then you're like, who else is in it? And you're just like, what? But there's other dudes in you too. You know, I mean, if you're a real U2 fan, you're like rolling your eyes right now. Like, oh, how dare you? I go to U2 cover bands and it's fucking lit. My Uncle Phil took me to a U2 cover band show. And uh, I think it was in the West Village. And he's like in his like 50s, you know, and he's like, dude, I just love U2 so much. And so I was like, all right, man. We're partying, watching this U2 cover band. He was like so into it, like singing all the songs. And I was like, this is all right. <laughs> it was okay. Anyways, they were talking on... Uh, the real band was talking on Conan uh, about an idea they had for one of their concerts. And they wanted to have uh, Bono fly over the audience uh, being like, I guess, on a rope hanging down from a helicopter and pretending that he was a dead cowboy. And they talk to his management. And they're like, no, 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 you can't do that. And he's like, why not? And they go, John Bon Jovi does that every night. <laughs> Is that true? Did Bon Jovi really do that? That's a pretty lit idea. Look at that, dude. It's a dead cowboy. This is entertainment. Dude, can we stop with the Batman movies? It's fucking enough. It's enough. I don't even care 
if they come out with the best Batman movie in the history of Batman, like I, I would prefer that they not film it. Like that story I told last week about they lost Toy Story 2 until some lady had it on her, a backup copy on her computer or else it would have been lost forever. Like, let's do that with this The Batman movie. Why don't we just lose that thing forever? It's Dude, there, there are no other stories to tell, okay? A man tries to save people and he's got a dark past. Who gives a fuck? Come up with some original story ideas. Martin Scorsese was right. It's not fucking cinema. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This article I read, uh, I thought this was interesting, talking about uh, people's decision-making during and after the pandemic. The pandemic was certainly a catalyst for Ellen Niemer, who is 85 and goes by Ricky. All right. It's quite a dramatic change of names. Ellen to Ricky. After spending the past two years alone in her five-bedroom house in Jamaica Estates, Queens, she decided to pack up, sell the house where she lived for 50 years, and move to an apartment on the Upper West Side. It occurred to me quite soon through the pandemic that I was really inhabiting a house, that I was not living a life, she said. If I go out to take a walk, it's a nice neighborhood, but there's nothing of interest here. Ooh, interesting. I like reading stuff that validates my decision making. <laughs> Good job, Danny. Waiting in an apartment in the East Village that you probably can't really afford because you're near cool stuff. But, you know, I, I don't know. I wonder, like, if you're, if you're living in this giant house, no matter what city you live in, and you're single, like, that's not, that can't be great. You should be around a bunch of other people. Or even if you're married and have, like, two kids, you're, like, empty nester, like, I don't know, man. Like, if you're just primarily inhabiting a house, is that really living a life? As I sit alone in my apartment, hey, fuck you, dude. Fuck you, dude. Danny, why being so mean to yourself? Is it because you're stupid? All right, Ruth, take it easy. My friend, uh, I guess I shouldn't say her name because we work together. I think my friend thought that when Ruth from Ozark joins me on the show that it was an actual woman sitting in my apartment and not me just pretending to be Ruth. You ain't pretending to be me, motherfucker. It's me, Ruth from Ozark. Go fuck yourself. All right, Ruth. What are you going to be so fucking mean? Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, dude. I read this story. Uh, we're shifting away from humor now, apparently. Um, it's about drug violence in down near uh, Cancun and Tulum, that whole like peninsula, whatever the fuck they call it. I guess Tulum is some Mayan ruins. Did you know that, dude? I didn't know that, dude. I've never been to Mexico, dude. But this article says that the headlines out of Mexico have been jarring. Two women were killed in the crossfire when rival gangs started shooting at a popular sidewalk restaurant in Tulum. Gunmen battled on a beach near Puerto Morelos, Morelos as tourists scrambled into a Hyatt hotel for cover. Jesus Christ, dude. You're trying to chill on the beach and now there's like a fucking gun battle? Also, a killer for hire bought a day pass to an all-inclusive resort in Playa del Carmen to carry out a hit in a poolside snack bar. What in the fuck, dude? I mean, that one in particular, it just doesn't it seem like a fucking movie where the killer buys a day pass and he's like blending in and he seems relaxed and he's calm and he's being polite and he's like smiling at the waitress and he's like splashing in the pool and then he like bellies up. I, it says poolside snack bar, but I feel like that's probably one of those like swim up bars, right? So he's like, or even if it's a, even if it's a, it doesn't matter if it's a swim up bar or a snack bar. <laughs> in my head, it's a swim up bar. He swims up to the bar. I guess he's got his gun in his trunks or something. He just sits down next to his mark, and they have this like deep, meaningful, actual, sincere conversation about life and what they've learned. And then he's like, you know, puts a clip in the back of his behind his ear before he goes, and like Jesus Christ, dude. But that shit's insane. And then my friend was going down there this week and I sent him that story, not knowing that he was headed down there. And he's like, Jesus Christ, bro. I'm like, 
be careful, dude. Fucking be careful. But I mean, it is, uh, and apparently the reason that the violence and drugs are ratcheting up, it's because during and after the pandemic, people want to go to a place that they don't live and do drugs and alcohol and do things they wouldn't ordinarily do at home, aka vacation. And that demand drives the supply and those suppliers get in like turf wars and have fights and stuff. I'm explaining gangs to my listeners. Danny, shut up, dude. Anyways, that's just fucking uh, pretty scary. You know, because if I go to a beach resort in Mexico, I'm going to be pretty high the whole time. And I don't want to be high and be like, dude, are bad people going to come down on this beach, dude? Is this lit or what? (laughs) I was watching Jeopardy tonight, dude. I'm really cool. And uh, one of the categories was talking about Esperanto. Like, and all the the clues were movie titles in Esperanto. I'm like, what the fuck is Esperanto? Is that Spanish? Are they just saying Spanish in a weird way? So I looked it up. I don't know if you know this. I didn't know this. Esperanto is the world's most widely spoken, constructed, international auxiliary language. It's a constructed, international, auxiliary language. So it's like a made-up language created by Polish ophthalmologist. Isn't that the eye doctor? An eye doctor made this shit? L. Zamenhof in 1887. It's old as fuck. It was intended to be a universal second language for international communication or the international language, I guess, in... Esperanto, you would pronounce that or say that La Lingvo Internacia. It just sounds like Spanish. Zarnerhoff first described the language in Dr. Esperanto's international language, Unua Libro. They're just fucking ripping off Spanish, dude, which he published in five languages, Russian, Polish, French, German, and English under the pseudonym Doctoro Esperanto. I am Doctoro Esperanto. Does that get you laid in bars if you tell girls you made up a language? I don't think it does. The English version was almost immediately replaced with Zamenhof's blessing by one by Richard Guggenheim. What? The English version? There's versions of this. Isn't a language just a language? What? And an Esperanto version, not part of the five original languages, came soon afterwards. I really don't understand what that just said. I don't think that was clear. Anyway, it's his new fucking language. The word Esperanto translates into English as one who hopes. And by new language, I mean one invented in 1887. Zanerhoff uh, claimed that the grammar of the language could be learned in one hour, though this estimate assumed a learner with a background in European languages. And apparently there's like a, like 100,000 people on the planet today that speak Esperanto. Dude, wouldn't that be annoying? You go to an ATM and like you only speak Esperanto and it's like English, Spanish, French, Mandarin. And then you're like, does this ATM not have Esperanto, dude? <laughs> I don't know how to communicate. I just want a burger. <laughs> This is a quote from Maya Angelou that I gathered from my uh, Farnham Street blog, the weekly newsletter. Highly highly recommend it. We write for the same reason that we walk, talk, climb mountains, or swim the oceans, because we can. We have some impulse within us that makes us want to explain ourselves to other human beings. That's why we paint. That's why we dare to love someone, because we have the impulse to explain who we are, not just how tall we are or thin, but who we are internally, perhaps even spiritually. There's something which impels us to show our inner souls. The more courageous we are, the more we succeed in explaining what we know. Whew, that's some deep ass shit, man. The more courageous we are, the more we succeed in explaining what we know. So do you think we have stuff inside of us that we know that we aren't fully explaining? And the only way we can articulate that is through artistic endeavors or forms of expression like painting or stand up. Uh, stand up, huh? is that something? I mean, is that what art, is that the wellspring of art and the wellspring of love? 
because we want to explain who we are. I feel like if you got your girlfriend a card on Valentine's Day <laughs> that just kind of like detailed in writing who you are, and then you're like, see how much I love you? I wrote down me. She's like, dude, no, I'm going to I'm gonna start fucking Tommy again. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. Uh, and then I read a little bit, a uh, little snippet about surrealism. I thought this was pretty interesting. Hence the reason I included it in the Fun Friday pod. If you haven't listened to the pod before, that's what I do. Throughout the week, I'm sitting there reading, learning stuff. I'm trying to like think, you know. And I'm like, oh, this could be interesting to talk about. And I put it on my phone and I talk about it. So that's it's a pretty simple concept. And it's, uh, I think it is maybe, I don't know, the podcast is growing. And last fucking Friday, dude, the Fun Friday pod got more listens than, inter- than the interview. So, hey, you know, do we just jettison the interviews and it's just me talking and being chill and dope, dude? Anyways, this quote about surrealism. But surrealism was more than painting or sculpture. It was a way of remolding the world. For many, this philosophy becomes political activism, a force more potently felt today than ever before. It is for this reason that surrealism has served as a connecting rod between different global cultures and found a foothold in art and thought from Paris to Peru from 1924 to 2022. For what better manifestation is there of of subverting the status quo than a mindset which bends reality? Dude, you ever think about that shit? The creative ideas of like, you know, Salvador Dali's melting clocks that you're reconceptualizing the way the world is to the way it could be and tying that into political activism and advocating to create a different world based on the different thoughts you have in your mind that that are apart from the current reality i thought that was pretty fucking brilliant okay all right i just like to read smart shit that other people thought about and then just go whoa dude that idea is sick i read this other article apparently this uh guy sued eminem because in one of Eminem's song, he talks about a bully that bullied him when he was in high school. And the lyrics say that he like slammed his head against a urinal and it broke his nose and there's blood everywhere all over his shirt. And that, that account, uh, although based on a true story, may have been somewhat exaggerated or fictionalized. And I guess the guy, I don't know if it was or not, maybe it was completely true. But the guy who was the bully, the actual bully, and Eminem uses his real name, pretty baller move has sued Eminem to try to get compensated, I guess, for like slander or like, I don't know, I guess he said he like ruined his life because now everybody thinks he's a, he bullied Eminem, which he did. Maybe don't bully Eminem if you don't want Eminem to do a rap, rap lyric about you, bro. So anyways, the judge uh, in the case that uh, reviewed this uh, took Eminem's side and dismissed this complaint. And at the end of her, uh, I don't know, rationale, I'm not an attorney, you know, the fucking, when you write your fucking decision and shit, dude, at the end of that, she did a rap to summarize her uh, assessment, which I thought was pretty cool. So this is her rap. She goes, Mr. Bailey complains that his rap is trash, referring to Eminem. So he's seeking compensation in the form of cash. Bailey thinks he's entitled to some monetary gain because Eminem used his name in vain. The lyrics are stories no one would take as fact. They're an exaggeration of a childish act. In closing, she stated... It is, therefore, this court's ultimate position that Eminem is entitled to summary disposition. Dude, lit, kid. That's fucking lit. Dude, hats off to that judge, you know? Like, a case like that where it's like, you know, where the the harm is, you know, arguable and perhaps questionable. I mean, I'm sure there are some people that are mean to that guy or something, but I don't know. How fucking... 
seriously did it impede his success as an adult besides his own self-imposed rumination and self-hatred or what he did to a kid you know all those years ago but and also then i had to look up uh what summary disposition is because i'm not an attorney so apparently it's like when the judge is like this is not this case does not merit being reviewed like an actual like court case with uh like a jury and shit like that She's just like going to summary decide and say like, no, 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 no. You're not wasting any more of the court's time with this. You just got summary disposition, motherfucker. Wow. 20 minutes. This is my new target for the pod is 20 minutes. And I told myself before I started recording today, I'm like, I'm going to do all the little things that I wrote down for the week. And then at the end of that, if I still have, if I'm not at 20 minutes, then I'll summarize some fun article or some article about space. What the fuck, dude? I guess I do have a, a super quick space update. Sorry, Asha and Carissa, you non-space loving Neanderthals. Um, they, I, I talked a couple weeks ago about the partnership between the European Space Agency and Russia to have this rover go to Mars. And now, because Russia invaded Ukraine, it is delayed. And now this rover isn't going to go to Mars this year. And obviously, that's small fucking potatoes in the grand scheme of things here. Not even potatoes. It's it's fucking atoms in the scheme, grand scheme of the shit, but it does suck. It's like one more negative side effect of fucking attacking other countries. Can everybody just chill? Dude, they should put me in charge of the world. I'm just like, you guys, fucking chill, dude. All right. Thanks for some of the fun Friday pod. You <laughs> Black Hat every Friday. Last week was fucking lit. I'm never sure. I'm like, are, are a lot of people going to come to the Black Hat Friday show at nine o'clock at Black Hat LES at 172 Rivington? every friday and then i was like i don't know if they will and then last week like it was packed it was young fun people the comics crushed maggie lally dude if you have a chance if you ever have a chance to watch maggie lally perform stand-up she's funny as fuck she killed for like 20 minutes and then tom mccaffrey closed good fucking shit dude come down to the old black cat jan you can follow me on instagram send me a message nobody ever does danny palmer nyc peace peace jan yeah mom spaghetti kid